Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio with host uh, Frank Selby. Thanks for joining us again, Frank. Always. And uh, we're going to, uh, well... It's. I know everybody's thinking about Christmas, but there's something else you need to start thinking about. Um, I booked our Alaska trip this year, and we have Michael Briggs, who's the uh, guy that, I guess he's promotional manager, but he kind of runs things at Clover Pass Resort. And um, I asked for dates in from uh, August... August. Uh, yeah, August. Let's see. August is about half done. September and October are completely booked, and you know, so we've got the twenty third to the twenty eighth. Uh, so, start thinking about that. A lot of people have to plan ahead, get their you know time off, and save up for their airfare. But we'll be talking about that with Michael when he comes on in a couple of minutes. But yeah. uh, we'd like to do some other trips this year, and we've been talking about it. But first, thing we got to do is. You know, last year, one of our trips, we had booked and ready to go six weeks before we were going to leave. Um, there was eight people. We had we had a maximum of 12, so we had sold 12, and about six weeks before we were going to go, eight of the people that all worked for the same company all bailed. So, <laughs> that doesn't work out so well. No, but anyway, we've got, and if you want to go someplace, um, we can still do a, a trip this year to Costa Rica because now is the prime season, but from now until uh, Easter. Yeah, and we need to do a short trip down to Cabo this winter. We can do that. Yeah, you know, uh, three guests. Yeah. We take three people. Oh, well, I'm up for that. Yeah, let's and, see if we get three on the radio for that. That'll be a fun trip. Well, like I'll tell you what. Five days. A good friend of mine, I haven't seen him for a couple of years, James Curtis, who owns the Cortez Club in La Paz. We're going to be talking to him, and I think he might get some people fired up. Anyway, we're going to be uh, um, back with you in just a minute. So hang on. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. Years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock-absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. 
If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we also have our host, Frank Selby. And we've got another, he is really a special person, a good friend of mine, Michael Briggs. And Michael, I don't know how many times uh, we've taken trips to your resort. I know that we've been doing it for at least 12 years, maybe more. Well, you've been coming since before I started with these guys, and certainly you've been coming up every year since I I have started. (laughs) Well, you know, we used to do sometimes two trips a year. We go down in the spring for, uh, and then come back up for the big silvers in in September. Mm -hmm. But apparently, that ain't going to work this year because you're probably already sold out. Well, I mean, you know that that. you know, last week of August to the first couple of weeks of September is probably the toughest time in the calendar to get into our lodges. They, mm-hmm. you know, people have been coming for year after year after year. I mean, we have guests that have been coming since the mid '80s yeah. for that fall coho run. So, yeah. well, what's interesting is that most of the resorts you know close up you know right after Labor Day, and yeah. that's just when the silvers are hitting their peak. Well. That's true in other parts of Alaska as far as closing right after Labor Day. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, around Ketchikan, the peak of the Silver Run is really that first week of September, second week of September. So, uh, and, and we have the opportunity to keep catching those fish all the way till the 1st of October. So that's when we close. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're open all the way through the month of September. So uh, I think some of these other lodges are missing out yeah. <laughs> by not staying open a little yeah. longer. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, it depends on where you're at in the weather and that kind of thing, but uh, you guys are in such an ideal situation there. 
<laughs> well, yeah, especially being so well protected on that inside passage like we are. Yeah, yeah, it's like the tropics of Alaska. <laughs> yeah, well, last year it was really hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it was, well, and it, it was hot all summer long. I mean, from really from May through September, I don't know if we got 20 days of rain all summer long. And the, I mean, I'm sure you're aware, John, that in a typical month, we would normally get 15 to 20 days of rain. So to see that little rainfall all through the summer was pretty unusual. Yeah. Well, what it did last year, and, you know, it was the first day we went out there and I go, man, this really sucks. Um, just couldn't, uh, you know, couldn't catch a salmon. You know, we got a couple, and they go, oh, this isn't good. Well, what happened was, because the water is so warm, normally we go, you know, put the uh, outrigger or the troller uh, cannonball down 40, maybe 60 feet. Mm -hmm. We weren't catching anything. Well, mm -hmm. I'm not sure how we figured it out, but we went down to 80 feet. We were catching the heck out of them. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, most of the time you catch the pink salmon, for instance, like mm -hmm. in that top 20 feet of water. Mm -hmm. I think my best day of pink salmon fishing last year, I was trying to beat them by going deep. And we had our cannonballs down at about 85 feet and we we're slamming pink salmon. So yeah. really strange year because of the weather. You know, it just really uh, yeah. made everything a little different. Well, everybody came back with fish. And I think the halibut, we saw a lot more halibut up there last year, too. Yeah, I did as well. I mean, all summer long, we saw a lot of our guests coming back with nice size halibut, 70, mm -hmm. 80 pound fish. So Yeah, that's perfect. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, let's talk about our upcoming trip. Sure. And what I'll do is I will give the basics. And, you know, people, when you go to Alaska uh, to, a, you know, an all-inclusive lodge, you're normally talking about $1,000 a day per person. Now this trip, for five nights, four days, is nineteen ninety five. And tell us what we get for that. Well, you, you'll get five nights of accommodations, of course. Four days fishing out of our uh, twenty foot thunder jet boats. Um, those usually accommodate four anglers per boat. Um, all of your meals, uh, all your bait, tackle, rods, reels, everything you need to go out and catch fish. And then uh, we'll process all your fish, you know, back, uh, cut them down to one-pound fillets, backpack those, freeze them, and get them boxed up and ready for you to take home. Plus, we'll get you back and forth between Ketchikan's airport and the lodge. Yeah. No, it's, it's an incredible deal. And, uh, you know, if you, if you like to imbibe... Uh, alcohol is not included, but pretty much everything else you can imagine is. You can even have a, uh, I think the room keys will open the uh, the kitchen area, mm -hmm. and you can get up and make yourself a snack like any time. Yeah, I mean, you're allowed to go in there morning, noon, and night, grab some chips or sodas or water or fruit or, yeah. you know, just there's a number of things that are always hanging around, cookies, you know, and, and then, of course, we have meals. Them cookies for, you know, are great. Lunch and dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the food's dynamite. Everybody yeah. really uh, does give us high compliments about the food for yeah. sure. Yeah, it is good. So think about that and uh, see if you can find a fishing buddy or start dropping some hints uh, to someone that cares about you about uh, <laughs> getting a, <coughs> an Alaskan trip uh, for Christmas. That's yeah. right. Christmas what, right one thing I need to say, your staff bends over backwards every day to help everybody, and I think that's great. And you should tell people that your staff is excellent. It is. 
Well, part of the thing is, years ago it was kind of iffy because normally, you know, it's you know people come up and work for the summer, you know, so they might be coming up from Salt Lake or Seattle or something and work in the summer, you know, and it's, there's a learning curve. But the last couple of years, I mean, you guys, you guys got them trained right. Yeah, you know, we try to do, I mean, obviously, we try to bring back as many people as we can and keep the, you know, the necessity of training people to a minimum. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the last two or three years, we've really had dynamite staffs. I mean, we had a new chef this year. She just did a remarkable job. Everybody was just raving about the food she brought to out on, you know, out for dinner every night. And, uh, of course, the kids on the dock do a great job and, um, you know, from top to bottom, I think the organization. And by the way, those those boats, uh, you were using the ninety horse, which to to me seemed more than adequate. I mean, those things would probably go thirty five miles an hour, but a couple of years ago, you started switching over to the one fifties. Yeah, well, the, you know the the the. Boats, the larger boats, we have little 14-foot skiffs, and then we have these 20-foot boats that are made by the Thunderjet company. Um, it's mm-hmm. the Luxor offshore model, and a few years ago, they kind of retooled that model, made them a little bit wider and a little bit deeper, still mm-hmm. 20 feet long, but a little wider and a little deeper. And yeah. The 90s just weren't pushing them through the water quite as well as we'd like. So those newer uh, models, we ended up putting them 150s on the back of those. And, uh, you know, they'll get up and go for yeah, sure. Yeah, they do. And, you know, it, usually in the afternoon, you, you know, you can, I mean, I can predict the weather for you two years in advance. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got, uh, you're going to get sun and it's going to rain. Yep. Usually around 2 o'clock, the wind comes up a little bit and you get some chop. And then yep. it'll lay down like glass. Yep. Mm-hmm. That sounds about but right. But last year. Well, it was too hot last year. <laughs> it, it was too hot last year. I mean, we had temperatures in the 70s regularly, and that's unusual. I mean, typical day in Ketchikan in the summer, 65 degrees and overcast. Yeah. And last year was sunny and 70-plus, even reaching 80 degrees or more on a number of days. So it was a, it was a strange year yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's the package, and Frank, we'll, we'll be talking about maybe some other packages, but this one is uh, is committed to. Um, last year, we took 12 people, which worked out perfect, uh, but the reason we took 12 is we had about 16 that wanted to go, uh, but Michael ran out of space. And so, I'm holding, holding quite a bit of space for you right now, so uh, I certainly encourage everybody to give John a call and come on up and visit us next summer. I think well, you'll have a dynamite time. The point is, is get your reservation in, or, you know, some people lost out last year. Yeah. Okay. But, and uh, a deposit. Yeah, we just, you know, we're not going to beat you over the head and, you know, and try and make money off the deposits. But, you know, we, you know if you bought an airline ticket and you give a $200 deposit, we're assuming you're going to go. Yeah. So it's not. Uh, now, the lodge, if you make a reservation with them, they want to get paid all up front and make <laughs> sure you're going to go or, or too bad. Anyway, but uh, Michael, thank you again. We'll be looking forward to seeing you. And I appreciate all the help and everything you do for us up there. Well, we love having you come up, John, and we're looking forward to having you back in 2019 for sure. Okay. I uh, appreciate it very much, uh, Michael Briggs at uh, Clover Pass Resort, and that is aseresorts.com, right? He's going. He's going. Okay, that'll work. Okay, we're going to uh, take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back with you momentarily.
beg her to stay. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar. Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back motor trend truck of the year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. And somewhere out there, we have Frank Selby. We've been doing some little trickery with the communications, but he'll be back on momentarily. I would like to introduce a very dear friend of mine. And shoot, I don't remember how long it's been. I remember being down there for uh, Hurricane Marty, and that was 2003. And it seemed to me I was there a few years before that, too. So we go back a ways. James? Yeah, back a long time, John. Yeah. And you're still young and good looking. <laughs> I wish I was. John, hello <laughs> to you and all your listeners from yes. Sunny La Paz. Well, um, James, I know a lot about La Paz. 
but I'm not James Curtis. Uh, would you mind describing your location, your operation, what it is that you do, and why would somebody want to go to La Paz? Absolutely, John. Well, listen to all the viewers and listeners out there. I'd like to say that I've been living in sunny La Paz for over 25 years now. We are somewhere about two hours north of Cabo San Lucas in the Baja Peninsula. We are separated by a body of water called the Sea of Cortez from the mainland of Mexico and the Baja Peninsula. And the Sea of Cortez is one of the most prolific bodies of water on the planet. We have here at the moment over 800 species of different marine life at any one given time. This is a real smorgasbord of marine life, and Jacques Cousteau named it the World Aquarium. The reason I came here was for the high-quality scuba diving, sport fishing, and I spend 365 days a year in sunny La Paz. I absolutely love the place. If you want to catch... Yellowfin tuna, dorado, marlin, black and blue, striped marlin, wahoo, uh, dog tooth snapper, sea bass, it's all here. Of course, we've got seasons, same as you do back home, but the seasons here kind of blend into each other so leisurely. The pace of La Paz is so laid back. Most of the people are almost horizontal, but I love it. The weather's great, over 330 days of sunshine every single year, and it's just absolutely um, amazing fun. Great fishing, great scuba diving. The islands are sublime to go out camping, or what we call glamping, as in high-end high uh, African-style tents, which have carpets and four-poster beds on the island. That's also fun. We oh, and where, where, where do you do that? Is it Espiritu Santo? Where do you do that? Or Suravo? Yeah, for me, the islands of Cerrado and Espiritu Santo, we have camps, and these camps run from beginning of November right the way through to the end of June every year. Mm -hmm. Well, La Paz is, is, quite, is quite unique. Um, I mean, the Bay of La Paz runs north and south, and the you know once you get out of the bay, or even in the bay, um, you don't have to go very far to start catching fish. Now, of course... Uh, uh, oh, I think, where is it? I think, oh, if you go to the, my Facebook, or excuse me, website, uh, there's a picture of me fishing out of La Paz holding onto a, uh, uh, that was, oh, a Dorado. And when you see it, you'll get an idea about how big they can get. If I had time, I'd tell you about the story on that one, but it was, uh, uh, it was quite an exhausting day. And I, we went the out. The Dorado are so much fun. Yeah, oh, I love them because they, they're beautiful fish. They're kind of funny shape. They're beautiful fish. And I'm going to try and shake off that hook and twist and turn and jump out of the water half a dozen times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember one time hooking a Dorado and, and uh, you know, was getting it up and had it on for, I don't know, less than a minute. And it got loose. And it just started. Uh, uh, what do you call it, dolphing, it would come six feet out of the water on its way to Japan. And I swear, I swear that fish turned around and looked at me and, and said, adios. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, the other thing is that we don't really talk about too much, as you have excellent scuba diving, and you're a certified uh, um, dive shop, and if, so if you want to go down and spearfish, you can do that too, can't you? 
Absolutely. Spearfishing, scuba diving, whale watching, swimming with the whale sharks, the largest fish on our planet. They're here yeah. every year from the beginning of uh, November right the way through to the end of uh, April. Yeah. And those are amazing creatures. And I think that La Paz is probably one of the premier areas uh, to, to view the whale sharks. Absolutely. It is one of the best places on the planet Earth to swim with whale sharks. Yeah, and they are, to describe them a little bit, they're not, I guess they're a whale, but they're not a shark. But they've got this um, really, really wide mouth because they're, you know, they're, I guess they're uh, filter feeders. And they're very yeah, docile. Yeah, they've seen them plankton and mitochondrin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they just um, swim along yeah. the top of the water, and you can go in there and swim with them. Um, you're not supposed to touch them because you don't want to contaminate their, you know, their you know, protective coating. But you can swim right up next to them, and, and they're very docile and... And it's just really a lot of fun. And the most spectacular sunset probably on the planet as well. You know what? That's true. I wasn't thinking about that. That's true. Sunrise and sunset. Sunsets are absolutely amazing here. Mm-hmm. Life is just so good in the past. Come on down and see it. Well, and let's talk about the accommodations, uh, James. Well, we've got accommodations from simple Airbnb up to five-star hotels. This is not Cabo San Lucas or San Jose del Cabo. This is a much more relaxed place, but the service is amazing. Wherever you go, bar, restaurant, if you're on the Malacol, which is our boardwalk, the service is great. You can watch the sunset, have a margarita, and enjoy life. Well, the other thing is if you stay you know, at uh, uh, the hotel on site, it's very reasonably priced, La Concha, and you just, you know, you just walk out. They've got a sunset bar and, and um, you know, just entertainment and this big swimming pool, and it's just so easy. Uh, you wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And it, most throughout most of Mexico, James, as you know, if you want to go, uh, say, um, fishing out of Alaska, I mean, you're talking four hundred dollars, not per boat, per person. And uh, out of La Paz, you know, I'm sure you could fix somebody up for a, 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 boat, a boat for that price. Absolutely. And then, uh, you know, it's just a lot of variety. And if you want to, you can drive over to the other side where uh, uh, if you're looking for particular fish or go wherever they are. Because with the islands, you, go, you might go north up to Espiritu Santo or Past or Saravo. That big uh, Dorado that I got, we got it around the... Uh, uh, shark movies that were off. And, know, about and the other thing, John, is we're, we're the rooster fish capital of the world now. Oh, yeah, right south of you is perfect. Yeah, they've got, they're just right on the beach. Awesome rooster fish oh, from fun. about 25 pounds up to 100 pounds. Uh, rooster fish are so much fun because they, they stay inshore, and you've got this very clear, warm water. And, you know, you can, those, the comb that they have on their back, yeah, it's kind of like uh, you put put a lure in the water, and it's almost like uh, it's being followed by a, uh, uh, a guided missile or something, because they'll come right up to and it. beautiful looking fish. Oh, they are incredible. Now, we don't want you eating those. They're edible, especially the young ones, but they are uh, like billfish. It's, it's, it's pork fish. And the main time for rooster fish, mm-hmm. main time is really April to the end of July. Mm-hmm. And uh, gosh, well, Frank, what do you think? I'm ready for the rooster fish. <laughs> Does it sound good? Oh yeah, fly fishing is becoming fly fishing is becoming a lot more popular down there, isn't it, James? 
Yeah, absolutely. Some people come down and they just want to fish for a rooster. They have an absolute blast. They run with that hook in their mouth and their teeth. And it's so hard to actually make sure that you respect it well. But it's so much fun. We love to, we love to encourage people to catch and release it. But it's great fishing. And I mean, uh, May and June, which are probably the two best months for rooster fish, you can get 50 to 70 pounders on a regular basis. Wow. Yeah, yeah. They, if you want to get some adrenaline going, but the thing about the Sierra Cortez, James, uh, you put your line in the water and you're not really sure what you're going to get. But, uh, that's that's you know, the beauty of the Sierra Cortez. Yeah, sometimes the uh, ripples will come up high. Usually, they stay in the rocks, but I've seen them just right up on the surface, and you know, it's almost the water is almost red. And then, uh, it's so much fun. It's so much fun, John. Here, I mean, sometimes if you want to have a beer or a drink, you need to pull your line out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what I found out is that if, you know, if there's nothing happening, um, all you have to do is open a beer, and next thing you know, zing, <laughs> it happens every time, <laughs> and you spill your That's beer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, it is. We got a matter of fact, we only have about a minute or so, but let's talk, we're, we've already booked a trip to Alaska to Clover Pass in July. Um, let's uh, give us an idea about booking a trip if we bring, uh, you know, 8, 10, 12 people to, to fish with you. Uh, we, what we normally do is you'd have probably fish for, what, three days? Have a day off, um, and you supply the boats, lunches, um, and, uh, and again, the prices are, are phenomenal for, for world-class fishing. You could probably do it for, you know, uh, double occupancy, probably about $1,200 a person. I think we could put something together like that. And I know the prices have gone up a little bit in the last uh, five years or so, but what can I say? But uh, he's got a fleet of great boats, great captains, and, you know, most of your staff has been with you forever. Yeah, yeah you still there, James? Yeah, I'm yeah, okay. still here, yeah. Right. Yeah, now just commenting on your staff. Um, anyway. Thank you, sir. We, uh, we're going to have to wind it up here pretty quick, but give us some information about your operation, how to get in touch with you. Yeah, all you need to do is call us on our 1-800 number, 1-800-408-6769, or go to our website, com or callfriendsclub.com. And please mention Fish Talk Radio and get an extra discount. Oh, there you go. Well, let's, uh, let's keep it simple. Let's just say cortezclub.com. We can remember that. Right? Absolutely. And then you can give the phone number again real quick, not that anybody's going to remember it. But uh, anyway, go to the website. Go to the website. Get in touch with us. We're see if we can put a trip together. If somebody wants to get in touch with me, we can put a special package together and invite some of your fishing buddies. James, thank you for taking the time. Take advantage of the good weather down here. There you go. We're ready for that. Okay. Might be a lot of rain this year up here, so time to get down there. Thank you very much, James. I'm looking forward to seeing you. The soft science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the soft science fin fishing shoes and boots and the fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com.
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Alaskan RV Butler. Guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler. Like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV, view the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife. Or fish for the big one, all while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouth-watering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and our host Frank Selby and another very good friend of mine. This is uh, such a great thing. Work with such great people. Jason Grupp. He has a company called Blue Wave Charters. He's also a a, uh, uh, vintner. Uh, Runs, uh, operates a a 240-acre branch. Yeah, yeah, and, up in uh, Los Alamos. And he just uh, was up there the other day, and he was just finishing touches on his second new trout pond. Man, what what a deal! <laughs> and and it's you know, and it's there, you know, and it's it's not exactly open to the public, but you know, I get to go if I want to. But <laughs> it's just absolutely beautiful, and it is. It just put. Uh, just putting in an order in for 800 Nebraska tailwalkers to put into the lake. But uh, anyway, his one of his well, his other business um, is uh, he likes to take people on fishing trips. He's got Blue Wave Charters, breakwater tours. Breakwater tours. Where did I get that from? Breakwater tours. Yeah. Okay. Some dummy wrote it down wrong. Break. No worries. <laughs> Breakwater you tours. resemble that remark. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, maybe I did this last night. 
Uh, anyway, um, Jason, what I'd like you to talk about, uh, we just got off the phone with James Curtis uh, at the Cortez Club in La Paz, Baja, California, sir. And, yeah, man, that sounds too good to be true. But uh, we're going to see if we maybe put a trip together. But you do trips frequently uh, to, and probably a lot of times the same people, to Belize. And then probably the finest uh, bass lake in the world, which is El Salto in central Mexico. Would you mind starting off with one and give, you know, if somebody has never been there, they don't know anything about it, and just kind of lead them through it? Sure. Uh, yeah, I've, I've picked those two destinations, you know, over the last 20 years. I've really been able to dial in some really good trips and help organize, you know, these groups to go to these places. So. If there's folks that need some help putting a trip together, uh, you know, I can do it. It's what I specialize in, and I just come along, you know, if it's a big enough group and help out. But, yeah, the two places that I really specialize in is the first one, Belize. We go out to uh, Ambergris Cay, which is the island of San Pedro. So we fly into Belize City and then jump on a puddle jumper plane uh, out to the island and uh, get off the plane on the island, and I actually organize a speedboat to run us from close to the airport around the island to the resort, which is just that's the worst of price of the mission right there. It's pretty fun. So we take the speedboat over to uh, El Pescador is the one I represent, and uh, we, we fish, uh, you know, three, four, five, six days, depending on, you know, what we book, uh, depending on what the group wants to do. I usually recommend at least four fishing days uh, when you go there to fish the flats. And uh, visualize this. Hundreds of miles, three to six feet deep of water, <laughs> absolutely loaded with giant fish. Wow. It doesn't get a whole lot better than that. So uh, you can go with fly or spinning gear, whichever one you prefer. Uh, the fly is, is usually the more popular one just because you can imitate those food sources for the fish that are on those flats so well. And uh, we fish two men to a boat, you know, little flat boats, center console usually. And you, have, and you, you pull the boats? <laughs> well, they, uh, they have outboards on them to get you there. And then once you get into the fishing grounds where you're really starting to hunt these fish, then at that point the guide gets on the back of the boat and starts pushing it with the pole. So, and uh, there are situations where you get into the mangroves, and um, that really requires you know some heavy pulling to push yourselves through that, or fishing for giant tarpon, permit, snook, bonefish, um, and a number of other reef species and things like that that are out there. And uh, when I mentioned the mangroves, last trip we were in there and we were pulling through a bunch of jungle and catching big tarpon that were just buried in these mangroves. And I come up to, I don't know if it's a school or what it's called, but we had about 40 manatee right next to us. <laughs> so I've got manatee on my right and I'm pulling on a tarpon on my left. Yeah. It was pretty neat. Uh, the minute, were, they, uh, uh, were they spawning? Were they jumping? Well, there's two different types of tarpon. There's the migratory. Those are the really big ones that move through periodically during the year, 150-pounders. They're huge. And then there's the ones, the resident tarpon. And those are what we were targeting that day. And those are a little bit more small, and I actually enjoy catching them more. They're usually 40 pounds, 50 pounds, somewhere in that range. 
And that's what we were targeting. So they're there year-round, those migrants, the um, resident carpet. And uh, they're a lot of fun being that small. And they were jumping. I had a 90-pounder actually jump over our outboard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Frank, as you know, is an avid uh, fly angler. And this sounds like just what he's doing. Now, if you see the the tarpon, they have a tendency to jump way out of the water. Um, how do you how do you keep the hook set? Hey, you got to stay tight on them. But that's the uh, they call it jumping a tarpon, and that happens a lot. You know, you you end up losing a heck of a lot more than you actually catch. So. One of the keys is really keeping that line tight when they do jump, keep that hook in them. Uh, but it's tricky. And actually the biggest key to that is a proper hook set. And when I say a proper hook set on a tarpon, you're not doing a, they call it a trout set over there. You don't lift that rod tip. If you lift Try the rod to rip tip, the jaws off. Yeah, you're going to lose them. You need to pull back, straight back. Keep the rod pointed at them and jerk. That's the proper set on a tarpon. Mm-hmm. Do you so, circle hooks? Uh, it depends on the fly. Uh, you can use them, but it really depends on what you're using. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, yeah. But because you know, even even a big fly is pretty small hook. It can be, yeah. It can because you got to be able to cast it out there. Mm-hmm. So, and we're using you know whether you're fishing for the residents or or the the big migratory ones. You know, we're somewhere between eleven, twelve, thirteen weight. Uh, fly rod somewhere in that uh, range. Frank, I suspect you've been everywhere and done everything. I suspect you've already been to Belize, but do you have any questions or something you want to talk about with uh, uh, with Jason? Uh, yeah. How often do the, you got be able to hit all three the same day, the Grand Slam? Yeah, it's tricky. Um, it's not easy to do. We've done it. Uh, it doesn't happen every trip in my groups, but I've in my you know my trips in the last ten years, we've probably had six or eight of my clients get it, and uh, it's it's a pretty you know the beers definitely crack when we get back to the lodge and someone got a grand <laughs> slam. The hardest fish to top off a grand slam is the old permit. Permit are tough. They are just a challenging fish and uh, especially to get one on a fly rod. So getting the Grand Slam on fly is a pretty pretty special deal. And uh, over there, you can even top it off with a snook, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So then you get in the bonefish, the permit, the carpet, and the snook. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a neat deal. It's not easy yeah, just, to do. Uh, just in round numbers so that people can get an idea. They'd love to go, but, you know, is this a 10,000 trip? Or, you know, what, uh, what does it take to do all of this? You know, it's not that bad, but let's say, for example, you want, you know, four fishing days, so a five-day trip, something like that, or even a six-day trip, you're somewhere three, 4000 bucks. It's not that for bad. For the whole thing? Wow. Yeah. So I, it's I your air, airfare, expenses, everything, it's about five grand. Uh, you know, even a little less than that. <clears throat> the flight down to Belize isn't too bad. I, you know, usually seven, eight hundred bucks. Um, and then... You know, but people can call me and say, "All right, Jason, I got twenty five hundred bucks, and we'll build the package uh, within their budget. So the resort I work with, you know, gives me the options to do that. so i I just build the packages, and then we usually set up ahead of time they're snorkeling or diving or 
Mayan tours or whatever the heck they want to do when you're over there. Um, I can't ever come off the flats fishing, but yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of activities that you can go and do. And Ambergris Cay is uh, one of the most famous dive spots in the world as well. So usually, you know, my fishermen will take one day to go diving or snorkeling or something yeah. like that as well. Yeah, that sounds beautiful. Uh, well, we're going to get in close to the time in this segment, but let's just touch on El Salto, and we'll come back and have a few more minutes with you to finish it up. Best bass fishing lake in the world, hands down. Uh, in the mountains, the Sierra Madre is inland from Mazatlan, so it's an easy flight from L.A. or whatever, wherever you're coming from. And uh, three-and-a-half-day package, so we fish you know, from a bass boat, two men to a boat, uh, we're catching 60 to 120 bass a day. <laughs> these are not small bass. We're talking five to ten pound fish all day long. Well, Jason, and, uh, one of the things that I think I recall is that that lake is actually um, has a lot of tilapia, and they you know they raise tilapia, and those bass love that tilapia. And is that why they get so big and prolific? It is, yeah. They have a, a commercial fishing program in that lake where they're feeding them and really pushing the uh, the tilapia program. And uh, it has helped grow some giant bass because of that. So they feed the tilapia. The lake's huge. It's 24,000 acres. That's it's big. A, yeah, it's a giant lake, and it's just loaded with tilapia, lagostino. Uh, there's also gizzard shad that are in there. Mm-hmm. So uh, these bass are, are very well fed, and they're just huge. They're Florida-strained bass that Billy oh. Chapman uh, stocked a long time ago, back in wow. the 80s. Wow. And uh, this lake is just okay. it's an amazing place. Well, we're going to have to take a short break. Um, but if you want to, you know, again, let's try this again. It's breakwater tours. Uh, yeah, and Grip, and then just uh, look it up, or always just go to our website, and uh, you know, give me an email or something, and and we'll get you fixed up with whatever you want to do. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio, and we'll be right back with Jason in just a couple of minutes. ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock-absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. (laughs) 
enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle App Store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and our host Frank Selby and our special guest Jason Grupp from Breakwater Tours. Uh, Jason, right before we left, we started in talking about El Salto. We've only got a few minutes, but uh, let's go back in. You said you've been fishing there for 10 years? 20. You know, 20. I, I, I'm, I just hit 20 years. I've been there 14 times in the 20 years. And uh, I don't think I've ever had a fishing day on that lake that I've been under 50 bass a day. Jeez. And uh, I'm not talking dinks either. These are huge largemouths. So there can be a day out there where you're getting 20 fish, you know, between 5 and 8 pounds. Mm -hmm. And uh, to be able to do that in the States and find a lake, it's it's virtually impossible. There's too much pressure and the lake's just not big enough or good enough. Well, El Salto is getting very popular with those in the know, but uh, it's not crowded then. No, because it's limited how many people that they can take, uh, you know, at that resort. There's only a couple of resorts that fish that lake, so, and the lake's huge. It's 24,000 acres, and it's just absolutely loaded with fish. Mm -hmm. Well, give us some logistics. Um, You know, how how do you you fly in probably to Monsetlon, and you have, you'll stay in a lodge, so give us some logistics and and yeah, like. we we fly in the Mazatlan. I set up all of our transportation ahead of time, so a van picks my group up. We go to the lake and fish for three and a half days. We're staying at a resort called Anglers Inn, and if you want high end, nice, beautiful, quality service, uh, just amazing people that have been working there for a very very long time, they literally come in your room in the morning with a cup of coffee and wake you up and say, hey. Mr. Hennigan, it's time to go fishing, and uh, it's just an amazing experience. The food's fantastic. The boats are great. They've got gear and a tackle shop there mm-hmm. that helps. So this and would be something you, uh, you don't have to take anything with you then? You do. Maybe some you, flies. Don't, you don't have to, but 
90% of the people that go there do bring their own gear, tackle, but I can help with that too if you want to bring your own tackle box. But if you need help with that, they're willing and uh, we figure it out. And uh, then we usually go to Mazatlan for a couple of days afterwards and relax oh, on the beach and drink some Coronas. All right. So. Oh, that sounds like a great package. And again, people are going, is this a $10,000 trip, 5000 Or, you know, what's it take to, uh, that would be, what, six, all seven in, nights? Yeah, all in, including airfare, uh, is around a little under three grand. Not wow. that bad. Yeah, it's not that expensive. Wow. So, you know. And uh, when you're at the resort in your package, all the food is covered. So <laughs> wow. it, uh, you don't end, end up spending a bunch of money on alcohol either. It's all included. Wow. Yep. That is, yep. yeah, that's that's an amazing deal. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mexico has really got to be uh, the bargain of big game fishing in the world. You're right there. Because it's, uh, you know, Nicaragua and different places. They don't have the infrastructure. You know, in Alaska or even off the coast of California, I mean, you're going to charter a boat, and it's like 1200 bucks. You know, where in Mexico, you can get one for four or five. Yeah, yeah. comparing the, the, the value for the experience, it's, it really can't be beat down there. Mm-hmm. Well, Christmas is coming, guys. Yeah. So. <laughs> How, how, how much? Well, you know what? You know, we talk about guys going fishing. Uh, do you have a lot of couples that come down? Yeah, you know, couples, kids, uh, big groups, whatever. You know, I, I put these groups together. We're going to be going down in May. Uh, that trip is full. I've got uh, 24 people going with me in May, okay. which will be fun. But All right. uh, if there's anybody that wants to put a group okay. together, just call me and we'll do another All one. right. Looks like we're out of time, guys. Uh, you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to the website. Go to fishtalkradio.com and uh, get in touch with me and let's see if we can put something together with Jason. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate you stopping by. You bet. Have a great day. Okay. And Frank, again, sounds... <laughs> Sounds that that was in particular is almost too good to be true. Yeah. Okay. All right, Frank. We appreciate you helping out today. We'll be talking to you soon. Mm-hmm.